for different kinds of victims. Don't you agree, Josie? Definitely. It's awful. Victims were punished directly, but also indirectly, through systematic changes to public ser sector services. So, for example, foreign-looking nationals have more chance of being policed by more people because of the changes to immigration control, allowing discriminative policing from different agents. Um, this is why policies which work towards making a hostile environment navigate the politics of belonging, the kind in which calls the stance of nastiness towards generational nationals as well as migrants by questioning their identity disproportionately to that of white British citizens, really. This nastiness included racial discrimination from the public as well as the denial of public services if an individual could not prove their status which was most unfortunate for the elderly amongst the Windrush generation, which we will come on to. Many of the people who were refused services and treated with hostility had never known no other home other than the UK, but questioning their status by security, surveillance and documentation, as you said, Joanna, it presents them as others. Yes, and this is the vicious cycle that these victims get stuck into, which you can understand why it deteriorates their mental health. Definitely. There are huge costs to individuals, but also to services. So the Immigration Act in 2014 meant that most migrants would have to pay a surcharge of £400 as part of their visa application. A person will be charged the entire cost of their treatment if they are unable to pay, and the treatment will be withheld unless their condition is deemed urgent or immediately necessary. What's urgent? Mm. Which made life more difficult for people here seeking asylum. It causes unnecessary strains to services through the endless paperwork, and then this delays help to anyone else needing it. The government are so concerned about others in society, it is majorly affecting all of us in the UK, citizens, asylum seekers and others. This data sharing system is plagued by burdensome administrative processes, which just causes delays and takes away attention from individuals who are trying to access public services they really need. Yeah, whilst the hostile environment in the UK has impacted these others, as you say, both inside and outside of the UK, this immigration governance shone a light on the discrimination of the people within the Windrush generation in the Windrush scandal of 2018. Do you have some background on, this, on that for us listeners, Josie? Yeah, so in 1948, there was an act called the British Nationality Act. It was introduced, which allowed the movement of citizens throughout the British Empire. So this essentially um, was an example of borders being delocalised, as scholars of border studies often argue. Between 1948 and 1973, 550,000 people from the West Indies migrated to Britain after the government encouraged colonies to come and work in Britain to help Britain's post-war labour shortage, and many of these jobs were in the NHS. This is an early example of a pull and push factor for migrants and for the government of the UK. By giving these migrants the status of citizen of the UK and colonies, without any such documentation, it allowed these people to live and work legally in the UK under this status, which, at the time, this act was seen as an act of benevolence but turned out to be one of necessity. This all changed when policies were introduced under new immigration laws in 2014. Now, this was the first time these migrants had any trouble with their citizenship as after the 1971 Immigration Act, which ended free movement of the citizens between the Commonwealth, the government promised these Windrush individuals that they were exempt from, from this and had retained their rights. But then the government didn't follow through with any physical documents to prove this promise. 
Therefore, the hostile environment would affect people who had every right to be here, but did not have easy means to prove it. After the policies were implemented from 2014, many Windrush migrants were left destitute and forced to leave the UK for countries they left dec decades previously. Unfortunately, the Windrush scandal victims were stripped of their right to work, they lost their homes, they were denied pensions or healthcare and sometimes detained or deported. Overall, the government failed to ensure that there were proper checks being made, which ultimately impacted people who had the rights to be in the UK. As a result of the Home Office databases holding incorrect information and enforcing data sharing, NHS bodies are now obliged both to check the status of a patient presenting to their service against flags placed on the patient's file. This links to what Joanna has been discussing, that the NHS services denied being that the NHS services being denied, whether it be temporarily or permanently, can affect mental health and lead to suicide if not prevented. Yeah, those part of the Windrush movement, as well as their children, face the worry of not being able to access NHS treatment. And as I have discussed before, simply the stress and worry of this can cause mental health disorders and possibly lead to suicide. However, there is a specific case of an individual of the Windrush generation who was denied healthcare for cancer. Oh yeah, is that the case you were talking about, the man who lived in the UK for something like, what was it, 40 years? Yeah, so this individual was a part of the Windrush generation and yet was obligated to pay for his cancer treatment up front. As the Windrush scandal revealed, the Home Office did not keep appropriate records of migrants, thus this individual being unable to receive free treatment as part of his British citizenship that he should have had. The Independent reports on this heavily in 2018, suggesting how absurd it is that this individual has to pay all of his fees even though he is technically a citizen. Gentlemen comments on this hostile environment and the impact on the Windrush generation and notes that we are all still waiting for comprehensive reform to happen and that the UK has a current toxic immigration policy. The instability and in some cases denial of healthcare to the Windrush generation demonstrates the detrimental impact the hostile environment had on victims' mental health. These people are not just numbers on a sheet, they need to be recognised. Exactly, I agree, but it seems numbers are most important for the government in migration context. The scandal released information that the government made targets of numbers, actual targets, that they aimed to send back to the West Indies, regardless of whether that person had any links with any ancestors from that home country or not. These immigration acts occurred despite a policy equality statement published in October 2015 examining the potential discriminatory impacts of further measures, yet they continued to implement these acts. A 61-year-old grandmother who had spent over 30 years working in the House of Commons was held in a detention centre for a month. Her wrongful um, deportation only halted after intervention by her MP and a charity, but others were not so lucky. Joanna discussed how the hostile environment has led to suicides, but I, I want to talk about um, how the government has played a part in the loss of other innocent lives. Throughout the Rinrush scandal, many stories of those who have the right to remain or who are eligible to apply for being detained. This is a prime example of the injustice these innocent people were still and are still enduring. One tra tragic example of this um, was a mother who came over from the to the UK in her early teens as a worker in 1970. At the time, legally under legislation of Citizen of the UK and Commonwealth, her children were documented as British citizens as they were born here in the UK. After being accused of shoplifting, this lady was taken to the police station to check her status, 
where they found out she was undocumented. This very quickly led to her deportation, where she had no other choice but to take her children with her, as otherwise they would have been put into care. Well, come on, who's going to leave their children? I don't blame her. Then, in Jamaica, where she was deported, they lived in an unfamiliar, dangerous area where they continued to make efforts to move back to the UK, but were continuously denied. Within one year of their deportation, sadly, her son, her teenage son, was shot dead. He was caught in a crossfire between gangs in a country he should never have been moved to in the first place. Those targeted under the hostile environment were already unprotected and marginalised in British society due to their race. Their citizenship, therefore, had always been fragmented in some way, really, through the way that they were treated by governance. The way the government didn't protect these citizens properly in the beginning, when they encouraged workers over from the West Indies in 1948, was an act of selfishness over anything else. The struggles of these migrants fight for justice is always ongoing. It really is a never-ending cycle of abuse of mm. power, reformations and changes in legislation. It seems that migrants will never be fully welcomed into the UK, yet it is still a country that is glamorised as the place to be. The British Red Cross states that migrants believe that there was a better chance of finding work in the UK, better housing and education, which from this podcast we know is simply not true. No, in 2018, the Home Office commissioned a Windrush Lessons Learned review. Lessons Learned? I know. This isn't a simple mistake we make in school to then correct. I know, it's absurd, but by 2020, that they had only compensated 5.8% of those they wrong, wrongly mistreated anyway. So what, to what extent are they saying that these lessons were learned? Clearly not. As citizens of the UK, we are often told the benefits of what it is to be a citizen and how lucky we are yeah, to how have lucky the services we that we do. But often forgotten are the groups of people fighting for their rights to be considered a citizen in a country they deem to call home. Exactly. And as Young comments, a system cannot fail those it was never meant to protect.